Okay, so we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for 1228.08. This would be part two. And again, we're going to be talking about a lot of different subjects that relate to the initial part of this study relating to 2009. And uh, I thought that this tied in with what we're talking about regarding the end times, the Antichrist, and these types of things. I put out a series of emails lately regarding the, uh, he calls himself Lord Maitreya, I call him Devil Betraya. And there's been some amazing things coming out regarding him lately. Now, I've done a whole bunch of teachings on Maitreya, and if you want to know about Maitreya, just go up there and key in M-A-I-T, it's probably all you need, all you need is part of the word, in the little search box on my homepage, and you can learn all about him. Uh... This man is, if not the Antichrist, most likely going to play a very large role in the end times. And now this has been building for a long time. This is not some Johnny-come-lately type of person. This has been ever since the early 80s that they've been uh, wanting to announce his day of declaration, his arrival to humanity. And the Maitreya calls himself, just as a little review, calls himself the world teacher, calls himself the fifth Buddha, Krishna, the Messiah, the Christ, and Imam Mahdi all rolled up into one. Now, all those figures that I just mentioned are the main figures that all the main religions of the world are waiting for. Okay, so that's very important to understand. The, the Jews are waiting for the Messiah. The Christians are waiting for, you know, Jesus Christ to come back. Uh, the Islamic people are waiting for what they term as Imam Mahdi. The um, Hindus are waiting for Krishna and the Buddhists are waiting for the fifth Buddha. So he's saying he's the total package. He's all that all rolled up into one. He's got his own website, United Nations sponsored website, Share International. You can go up on the internet, go to his website. He, he came out with a uh, Christmas um, a, a newsletter for December 2008. You can go up there and read it. You can go up and read this garbage. But uh, he uh, he's stated some some really heavy-duty things that I haven't seen him get this bold really in years since I've been following this. I've been following Maitreya for probably over 10 years. I believe this is one of the first things the Lord showed me after I started researching this types of information about this man. The first article that I'm quoting from is entitled, The Wall Street Journal Promotes Maitreya and Share International and the, quote, Christmas Miracle. Now, this is a foreword by Constance Cumby, who wrote, I think, the book about the rainbow. Okay, And then uh, she says, this just in, the Wall Street Journal published the Share International, Benjamin, Benjamin Cream, or Benjamin Krim, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, announcement that he will be emerging and doing a major USA television interview in the United States shortly after Christmas. Talk about the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> okay. Then it says, The financial collapse seems tailor-made for the desperate people willing to fall for these Antichrist lies. The Wall Street Journal would lend credence by labeling it as a Christmas miracle, and she finds that astounding. Now, this is from the Wall Street Journal, December 12, 2008, uh, out of PR Newswire. And then it starts out by saying, For years the world has been filled with miracles of all kinds. In the April 1995 Time magazine devoted an entire eight-page spread to 
to its cover story on the miracles and concluded, people are hungry for signs. That's what people want. What did Jesus say about that? Jesus said that a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but no sign shall be given it but under the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. But Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. What's the chief way that the Antichrist is going to deceive all of humanity? Through lying, signs, and wonders, and miracles. Okay, so... People are ripe for that, okay? And Hollywood and TV is perpetuating that. So, again, this guy is going to, um, when he comes, he's going to come with all lines, signs, and wonders. So this, this article goes on to say, Now look for the biggest miracle of all. In the very near future, a large, bright star will appear in the sky, visible to all throughout the world, day and night. Whoa! That's a pretty big prediction. Now, I can't, I'm not gonna be, sit here and say, yes, it's gonna happen because Maitreya said it's gonna happen. But this is what they're saying. Knowing that the Antichrist is gonna come with all lying signs and wonders and miracles. Knowing that most likely he's gonna come out of the ashes of World War III or some gigantic cataclysmic event. We're, you know, we're moving into that time here. Now, what I'm reading to you right now is actually straight from the Share International website, the, what, what I've been actually reading, but Wall Street Journal, uh, through their, through uh, what's called a subsidiary called Market Watch, actually reproduced this, and it was advertising this. Wall Street Journal. And we're going to be looking at that a little bit more in a few minutes. Now, think about this. This is this, this supposedly this um, Christmas miracle the very near future, a bright star will appear in the sky, visible at all throughout the world, day and night. Now, just think about this. <clears throat> the sun only appears for 12 hours, just say on average. How could a star appear in the sky both day and night? You understand what I'm saying? You understand where I'm going from this? It would, it would seem like a really big miracle. It, would be, it wouldn't be your average star. A very, very bright star will appear day and night, 24-7. Okay, so, that would be pretty impressive. Then it says, unbelievable fantasy, no, a simple fact. Around a week later, after this happens for a week straight, the world teacher, Maitreya, for all humanity, will begin his open emergence, and though not yet using the name Maitreya, he will be interviewed on a major U.S. television program. Now, this has been the prediction for over 20 years. Ever since they took that out that ad in, what was it, the New York Times, I think, that full-page ad, I've actually held the ad in my hand. The Share International, Benjamin Cream took out, was in 1983 or something, around that time, that Matreo, the world teacher, was going to make his predictions, going to have an interview with the, you know, this has been, this isn't something Johnny-come-lately stuff. This has been predicted for a long, long time. I believe if the Illuminati had their way, it would have happened a long time ago, but the Lord Jesus Christ is in control. So, in 1988, CNN, another major media, reported on Maitreya's miraculous appearance to 6,000 people in Nairobi, Kenya, on Saturday, June 11th, to supposedly a whole bunch of Christians. Now, you, there's pictures up on the internet of this event, there's pictures on Share International, the guy materialized out of thin air, in front of thousands of supposed Christians, 
and came there, healed some people. I don't know if he gave a little speech, a little pep talk, and then basically got into a taxi cab. The guy took him down the road a little ways. Matreya said, stop the taxi. The cab driver said he got out and he disappeared into thin air. That's what I said. If you th- if that impresses you, you've seen nothing yet. The Antichrist, what he's got in store, as far as lying signs and wonders, is going to blow most people's minds. That's why you got to be grounded in the Word of God. Or you get sucked into this stuff. Remember, it's the strong delusion that we're talking about here. We're going to talk about that in a second. So, CNN reported on that in 1988. And I've done all kind of teachings on that event as well. A week before the event, a remarkable sign will occur on Saturday 4th, on Saturday 4th, June 4th, a big bright star was sighted, usually brighter than ordinary stars, reported the Kenya Times editor, Job Matunji. So, in other words, before he appeared to these 6,000 people in Nairobi, Kenya in 1988, on Saturday, June 11th, of which it's well documented he did, there was a um, right before that, on Saturday 4th, the Saturday the 4th, which would have been a week before his appearance, a big bright star was sighted, usually brighter than ordinary stars. And that was reported by Kenya Times editor Job Mutunji. So, in other words, he's going to continue the same pattern that happened back in Kenya in 1988. Except this time it's going to be on a global scale. Then it was a very just local scale. Okay? So that's very noteworthy. You know, he's got a little bit of history there. For over 30 years, artist, author, and lecturer Benjamin Krem has been preparing the way for the emergence of Maitreya and his group, the Masters of Wisdom. <clears throat> In May, and they, these are the Ascended Masters that I have talked about many other times. Okay, And again, this may sound crazy. If this is the first time you've heard it, please reference my other teachings on the Ascended Masters and Maitreya so you can get the full picture because this deception is coming, and I believe it's coming in 2009. I, I just, it, yeah, maybe it could get pushed ahead another year or so, but at some point it's going to happen, and it's been building for literally decades at this point. So, if we go further here, let's see, you're in May of 1982, Krem revealed at a packed press conference in Los Angeles that Maitreya had been living in the Asian Asian community of London since July 19, 1977. Awaited by all faiths under different names, Maitreya is the Christ to Christians, Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, Krishna to the Hindus, Messiah to the Jews, and Maitreya Buddha, or the fifth Buddha, to Buddhists. That's what Krem is saying. He is the world teacher for all, religious or not, an educator in the broadest sense. As a modern man concerned with today's problems, Maitreya works behind the scenes for our changing world. The outpouring of his extraordinary energy has been the stimulus for dramatic developments on many fronts. The ending of the Cold War, the breakup of the Soviet Union, the reunification of Germany, the ending of apartheid in South Africa, the growing power of the people's voice, leading to demands for freedom and justice, and the worldwide focus on preserving the environment. What a liar from the pit of hell. He takes credit for everything, this guy. Not only does he take credit for all these things, he takes credit for every single supposed miracle that's going around on the planet right now. Any kind of Catholic miracle, Maitreya takes credit for. All you got to do is go up on his website, and he's got a whole section listed for miracles. 
Every single Catholic miracle he takes credit for. Every single Hindu, Buddhist, he takes credit for. Any single supposed Christian miracle, like these crosses of light that supposedly appear in these places, well, they've got documentation that they're happening. But again, this is part of the lying signs and wonders that's going to come and deceive the whole world. He's taking credit for them all. And when he makes his official appearance through lying signs and wonders, unless supposedly the star appears in the sky, he's going to basically be showing the world that I can back up what I'm saying. All these other things have just been little things leading up to my emergence and my appearance and my day of declaration. That's what he's probably going to say. To prepare you for what's coming. Yeah. All he's doing is preparing the world for hell and the lake of fire. Going on forward, he uh, this says that Maitreya's message can be summarized as share and save the world. He will seek to inspire humanity to see itself as one family. Oh, like the New World Order, like the One World Government and the One World Political System. One big, happy, satanically possessed family is what he should be saying. And to create world peace through sharing economic justice and global cooperation. Yeah, blah, 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 whatever. And then it says, with Maitreya and his work, his group working openly in the world, humanity is assured not only of survival, but of the creation of a brilliant new civilization. More lies from basically the father of lies. Okay, now that was um, marketwatch.com through the Wall Street Journal. Okay, now, before we go further with this, because I want to say a few more things about this, let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Quote this probably more than any other thing, but let's just see what this says. Let's just start in verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. Okay, so that's how this, this says. Let no man deceive you. This is in regard to the end times that we're moving into. Okay? The Bible says also in 1 Timothy 4, 1, that in the latter, um, that the, the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. It said, if it were possible, regarding the end times that we're moving to, in Matthew 24, 24, that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Jesus Christ said, kept saying, be not deceived, be not deceived. We can go to Revelation 3 and look at the Laodicean church that's neither hot nor cold, but it's lukewarm, and God's going to vomit it out of its mouth, and that it, it's, it's, it thinks it's in need of nothing, but it's blind and wretched and weak and naked before God. They can't see. That's the state of the church when, when all the stuff starts to go down. I mean, let's face it, if the church was really being salt and light right now, this stuff wouldn't be happening. But the church is so weak and pathetic. Now, I understand it's fulfilling scripture. So I'm not, I'm not going to get upset about it either because the Bible predicted it was going to be that way. But all, God always preserves a remnant as well that's not going to bow the knee to Baal. And I believe are going to be mighty and do exploits in regard to the end times. Like, you know, it may be a very small remnant like Gideon's army, but then, then again, God gets more glory that way. Anyway, so I want to, I always want to, Make sure we have both perspectives and not get all depressed about this stuff. The Bible said it was going to happen. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13. It's predicted. So, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. By any means, for that day shall not come 
The return of Christ is the day they're in reference to. The return of Christ, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. This is where we get the word apostasy. Apostasy of the church is what I believe we're in reference to here. Falling away first. We're, we're seeing that all around us. You know, look at all the televangelists and all the corporate 501c3 corporate churches out there, particularly in America. Falling away is here. Falling away first. Okay, first. And that men of sin be revealed. So, the falling away is going to be first, but it's going to be also in conjunction and the man of sin be revealed. This is before Christ comes back. And the man of sin be revealed. So, this is what we're waiting for right now. Falling away has already occurred and is occurring. So, now what are we waiting for? The man of sin to be revealed. The son of perdition. The Antichrist who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he, as God sitteth in the temple of God, showeth himself that he is God. He's going to go into the temple and proclaim himself to be God. The rebuilt temple. At the midpoint of the three and a half year tribulation, committing the abomination that maketh desolate, or the abomination of desolation, proclaiming himself to be God. That will begin the second half of the tribulation, the three and a half year tribulation. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Verse 6. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity, like iniquity sin, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's working right now. All the stuff we're going over today is really in regard to the mystery of iniquity working. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. What happens when he who now letteth will let, and then he's taken out of the way? What happens then? Well, verse 8, and then shall that wicked be revealed. The wicked here is also translated from the lawless one. This is the Antichrist. When? He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. It's a restraining, like a holy restraining force. Whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit. The Bible doesn't get dogmatic here about exactly, you know, a lot of people say it's the Holy Spirit, these types of things. One thing I know for sure, it's a restraining force that's keeping back the evil. Okay? But when he's taken out of the way, then the wicked shall be revealed. What if this really happens with devil betray a guy? If he's the Antichrist, that's the wicked that's being revealed. That's this verse coming to life right here. Now, <laughs> if he's not, he's sure, certainly going to usher in the Antichrist. Now we have the, also the possible scenario of World War III. And out of the ashes of World War III, most likely the Antichrist will arise. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, the sword of the spirit, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Again, confirmation of what I just said. Hey, a star appearing in the, in the uh, uh, abnormally bright star appearing in the, the night sky both day and night for a week straight is going to get most people's attention. They're going to think, man, if this guy can manipulate stars then what can't he do? 
it's going to be a lie. It's going to be a lying sign and wonder. You have to understand that. Verse 10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. See, people that's, that, that, that are say they're, they're Christians and they don't want anything to do with truth, That, 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 you know, kind of, uh, it's a scary thing. They don't want any truth. They, they, they believe that either they're going to get raptured and not have to suffer a lick, and or they believe that they're, that, you know, all this has already transpired, like the, um, preterists or, you know, these people. There, there's so many, uh, flavors of people out there that want, I really believe that a big reason they're into what they're into regarding their end time beliefs is because they don't want, they can't accept the thought of suffering. They can't accept it. And therefore, they're going to go into any other little sect of religious dogma that allows them to believe they're not going to have to suffer a lick. And you look at the historic church, starting at Jesus Christ, who suffered unbelievably on the cross, the pair sinned, and all the apostles save John, were, were um, brutally tortured and murdered unto death. Stephen, all the martyrs... that t- Now, granted, I'm not saying everybody that is a true born-again Christian is going to meet that type of fate. Okay. It is an honor in God's eyes. But they don't want to suffer. They don't want even the thought, the thought of suffering. So they invent a lot of things to say, well, we're, we're going to get this get-out-of-jail-free card passed and we're not going to have to go through any of this stuff. Well, we're all going to know soon enough. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of people say, and I, you know, I haven't preached a lot on, on pre-trib rapture and, and these types of things. You know why? Because it's probably the most divisive issue I've ever seen. You even mention this issue to a lot of people and they just go ballistic. You know what? We're all going to know soon enough, including myself. I'm not including my, myself out of the scenario like I'm above all this. We're all going to know soon enough. Verse 10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of what? The truth. Jesus Christ said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Bible says, Jesus said, I'm going to send the Comforter. He's going to guide you in all truth. He'll bring into remembrance these things that you need to know. But, Washing of the water of the word, the renewing of our mind, will give us a clear mind to be able to understand truth, not only truth in the Bible, but truth outside the Bible, to give us discernment regarding the day and times we're moving into. The washing of the water of the word. That's how we sanctify ourselves. Sanctify me through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's what the Bible says. What is sanctified? To be made holy and set apart. We're sanctified by reading the Word of God. Okay, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Everything revolves around hearing and reading the Word of God. Our faith relies on that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, You're saved by grace through faith, faith in Jesus Christ, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. So it's, all, it's really about faith and living out that faith. Faith without works is dead, but works are not what save you. 
Works follow faith. If, if works precede faith, you're not saved. If you're trusting in your works to get you to heaven, which a lot of people are, whether whatever respective religious flavor that they're following, Hinduism or Buddhism or Catholicism or Mormonism or Jehovah Witnesses, these types of things, you're in a cult, and that cult is based on works to get you to wherever supposedly you're going to get to, whether they call it paradise, nirvana, heaven, wherever. But all that's an abomination to God. Because it's either a gift you freely receive or you freely reject. You're saved by grace through faith in that. Not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, so uh, this is a turning into a salvation message, but I think it's very important we understand this concept of truth. Okay, because it's very important to the Lord. And we know it's important even just by reading this one verse. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Strong delusion is coming. That's what we're talking about today. This script that the Illuminati has laid out. This strong delusion. If you think it's bad now, you, we've, none of us have seen anything yet. We don't understand the strong delusion that's coming. But if we're grounded in the Word of God, it's not something that should, should scare us. Okay? Um, God is going to be the one that actually sends the strong delusion. That's the ironic part about the whole thing. Why? Because He's wanting to she- separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken, that that which cannot be shaken will remain. That's why He's doing it. Choose whom this day you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what he's, that's what he's going to be, that's why all this is going to be happening. It's, it's, it sounds like it's all from Satan, but it's actually the Lord that's using these events in order, you know, to, to, I mean, the Bible talks about the trial of our faith, which is more precious than, than gold. That's what we're talking about here. For this cause, God, shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they might all be damned who believed not the truth. How many times do you think that's preached in churches across America? Oh, that's not the loving God I know. You're right, it's not the the God you know. Yes, God is a God of love. He's also a God of judgment. And you have to play by His rule book you know, in order to, to reap the benefits and we can't just do things the way we want. We can't just make this God of our creation and make him into to like our little heavenly bellhop that just does whatever we want him to do. God's sending the strong delusion that I really believe is going to fully start to manifest in 2009. I mean, on a, on a grand scale. That they should believe a lie. That they might all be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So, I really believe this type of information that we're talking about is very important. Very important. Because if you, I mean, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. So, if you want to live in a bubble and say, oh, this none of this applies to me, it doesn't matter, I'm going to be raptured out of here, just don't bother me with any of it. Okay. But to me, that sounds really self-centered. 
Because even if, even if that were the case, you should be trying to help people out of the pit that they're in, out of the burning house that they're in, while you're here on earth. So, if we go further, this is the next article. I'm just going to read little bits of this. I'm not going to go into deep. This isn't going to be turn into a gigantic detailed teaching on Maitreya. Okay, but I, I this is noteworthy stuff we're talking about here. Maitreya rising. This was a guy named Paul Proctor. Now we're actually having some of the people in some of the mainstream church church movements start to talk about Maitreya. Most people avoid Maitreya like the plague because they think, oh, it's too radical. I'll be labeled, you know. Um, you know, dying to self is not worrying so much about what, you know, I mean, granted, yes, we want to have a good report, we want to be well-spoken of in a biblical way, if at all possible, you know what I mean? I mean, there's always going to be people that are, are going to try to tear you down. And you don't want to sin that grace may, be, may abound. Uh, but we're actually getting some of the uh, mainstream church that's actually starting to mention this subject here. This is a guy uh, from News with Views, Paul Proctor, entitled Matreya Rising. And he says, there was a very strange announcement made recently in the form of a press release posted on the Dow Jones and Company's Market Watch website, which is affiliated with Wall Street Journal. Uh, and that was what we just read. And, and it says, because it reads like something out of a supermarket tabloid. And it does. What I just read does sound like it's from a supermarket tabloid. It's true doesn't change the fact that the line signs and wonders are the chief way that the Antichrist is going to come. So, the supermarket tabloids, you know, <laughs> that's what life is going to probably start to become like pretty soon. St- you know, stranger than fiction, that type of thing. So, he says, come to think of it, didn't Rupert Murdoch just buy Dow Jones and Company not long ago? Huh. If you're not aware, they also published, among other things, the Wall Street Journal. Rupert Murdoch just bought this particular the Dow Jones Company and Market Watch that actually put out this report, Rupert Murdoch, one of the most wicked men on the planet. You know, he he's big time in pushing pornography. He's known as the Great Satan by a lot of people in the media. He's also a member of Rick Warren's church. Coincidentally enough, and I did a whole teaching on that. You can just key in Rick in the in the keyword search box on my homepage. Uh, Rick Warren's also a CFR member. House of Foreign Relations. The article titled Share International Reveals Christmas Miracle advises readers to prepare for a coming miracle that all of us will see in the sky shortly before the emergence of Maitreya and his group, the Masters of Wisdom. Should call themselves the Masters of Disaster. Then he says, allow me to reiterate, this is a major business and financial news publication, not some obscure blog for Bigfoot hunters and UFO enthusiasts. That's the point I'm trying to make today. And we're going to look at that more in depth in a second here. Wall Street Journal, Market Watch. This isn't, this isn't the Inquirer, some tabloid saying this. Now we've got supposedly credible news sources. I'm not calling them credible, but that's how they would be seen in the world. Saying this stuff. We're gonna look at some other things in a second. This is gonna, this is pretty mind blowing. Then he, then I'm gonna end by quoting from this article, but he says that what I find fascinating is that Matreya, this Matreya fellow, seems to have a strange, similar, share and save the world agenda to that of purpose-driven pastor Rick Warren. With his global peace plan, 
which I've got into, the five-point global peace plan, very, very much, totally, totally in alignment with what Devil Betrayer has said we need for the world. So Rick Warren is going to have no problem getting on board with this Maitreya guy when he makes his emergence. In fact, he's going to be pointing Christians to him. In fact, he's going to be pointing Christians to him saying he is Jesus Christ most likely. This is the second coming. Dominionism is right. That's what he is. He's a dominionist. That's what a lot of of rabid Pentecostals are. A lot of people are dominionists. They believe we've got to take... And I've done whole teachings on dominionism. Okay, the manifest sons of God. Oh, do, do a keyword search. I've done a whole series on this stuff. They believe that, that they're going to make the world such a wonderful place that, and, and so much better that the world's going to have no choice, uh, that the Lord's going to have no choice but to come back and set up his kingdom. And they're going to basically say, when Maitreya comes on the scene, they're going to say, see, we told you so. They're going to be right in lockstep with the New Agers and all the other people that believe that he is the... Uh, their awaited whatever, Savior, Messiah, whatever. So, his, Maitreya's plan is very, very similar to Rick Warren's Global Peace Plan, and also President-elect Barack Obama with his Global Poverty Act and Universal Service Plan, and they've got links here you can click on. I'll, I'll make sure I put this in a PDF format so you can go into this and go to these articles and see for yourself what I'm talking about here. These are men who apparently have no aversion to working with any or all of the world's religions or non-religions to, quote, save the planet. Which may explain at least why, in part, why Warren is scheduled to lead the invocation prayer at Obama's upcoming inauguration. Do you understand how much Rick Warren plays into the end-time scenario, bringing the one-world antichrist to power? He's going to be working with Obama and pointing people to Maitreya, most likely. In some way, shape, or form, whether Maitreya is the antichrist or, or not, you understand they're all on the same page working together. And everything that I'm going over today confirms all the other teachings that I've done regarding these subjects. So out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. And we've had so much confirmation on this. Now let's go further. This is an email I got yesterday from a, a listener named Ray. And he says, Today at 9.39 a.m. on the History Channel, they ran an advertisement announcing to look for the bright star for the coming Messiah. On the History Channel. Not Jesus by name, but the Messiah of all religions. And then a picture of Lord Maitreya was put on the screen as taken of him when he appeared in Africa. In Nairobi, Africa in 1988. This is the History Channel. We have the Wall Street Journal. Market Watch. These are credible sources. By the world standards. And then a message appeared that's said to learn more about Share International. The Illumined Ones are announcing the coming Antichrist. That was the end of it. My response. Thank you. I had another listener tell me he was listening the other day to Rush Limbaugh out of, New or out of the New Orleans area on the radio, and they made the same announcement over the airwaves. Bear in mind, these are major, quote, credible media outlets History Channel, Rush Limbaugh, Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, saying this. Do the math. I'm, I, <laughs> it's what I've been saying. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm some prophet or, or 
I like to refer to myself as a guru, actually. I think that's the, the, the proper title for me from now on, a guru. Sorry, just kidding. I'm getting a, kind of a big head here. No, just, <laughs> a little humor there. Um, this is unbelievable. I didn't even anticipate this. But if you wanted to soften up the United States to something that supposedly is going to be coming and is going to be credible. You're going to use the most credible, conservative, I shouldn't say conservative, but credible sources you can find. History Channel, Wall Street Journal, Rush Limbaugh. Very, I mean, very surprising to me that they use them. It's been building for a long, long, long time. You can go right up on the web. And I'm really interested to see what next month's newsletter is going to say from Devil Betrayer. Because, you know, we had the December, and they pretty much come out near the start of the month. So you can go up on Share International. You might want to mark it as one of your favorites. Um, he's got his own um, commemorative beer koozie now that you can order online. Uh, the, the Devil Betrayer beer koozie. No, just, sorry, just kidding. Uh, anyway, but yeah, he's... Um, you know, he, they should have a Devil Betray action figure set. I really, and maybe he could have his own cereal. He could team up with like Lucky Charms, you know, that magically delicious. And anyway, I'm just thinking of some PR things for him. Anyway, so yeah, um, Devil Betrayer. He's uh, he seems to be making some seriously bold moves right now, bolder than anything I have ever seen him do. In the 10 years, plus years, I've been researching him. This is the boldest move. So, you can't be dogmatic about what's going to go down. The Lord is in control. Betrayus wanted to appear a lot of other times. He should have appeared a long time ago, but I believe the Lord wanted to show him for the liar that he is, and that he is not the one that's in control. But there's going to come a time the Lord lets this happen. And then when when the restraining hand, this restraining hand that's keeping the Antichrist from making his appearance, that's mentioned in Second Thessalonians, is lifted, the Antichrist is going to appear. And if he's not, he is going to definitely point us to the Antichrist. Now, I went up, this is from last month's newsletter, or from December newsletter, off his own website, and I scanned it, it's a lot of garbage. But I scanned it and I saw something because I wanted to see if this, if he would mention anything about Obama. Because I wanted to see what Matreya thought of Obama. So I found it. Share National Magazine, 2000, December 8, on October 26, 2008, while being filmed for the Slovenian television in Munich, Germany, Benjamin Krem, who is like Matreya's mouthpiece. What Krem does is he goes into a trance-like state and he channels Matreya through him. Okay, like a trans-channeler medium, all ben Benjamin Cream is is a high-level occultist witch. That's all he is. He is the mouthpiece for Matreya. He's like Matreya's Pied Piper. He's like the John the Baptist for Matreya. So, Benjamin Cream received the following message by mental telepathy from Matreya, the world teacher. Now, he's saying on his day of declaration, double Matreya, that he is going to appear to humanity all over the world. There's probably going to be this is probably going to be in conjunction with like holographic images, possibly of him in the skies. And telepathically, he said he's going to communicate with all the peoples of the world in their own language. Now, that would be pretty impressive. We've got the technology now to pull that off. It's going to be a combination of probably purely demonic 
uh, forces combined with actual technology in order to pull this off. So I'm just warning you about that. So, do you think Barack... This is, this is Q&A to Maitreya. And he says, do you think Barack Obama will be more responsible to Maitreya's ideas than his Republican counterpart, Bush, obviously? The answer, yes. Now, this is Maitreya, yes. And he has come to presidential power at a significant moment in history. <laughs> well, I think from what we're talking about today, we can see why this is a significant moment, right? Question, will Barack Obama be the last president of the United States? I believe it was either the master's associate or your master who said that eventually the U.S. presidency will be replaced by a group of wise elder statesmen. That former President Jimmy Carter will be invited to join them if he lives long enough. Answer, yes, that is still the plan, so there is every chance that Mr. Obama will be the last president. Now that's coming from possibly the Antichrist saying that. Barack Obama is the last president. Heavy-duty stuff. Okay, we're going to switch gears again. Now we're going to go to a report. This is a transcript of a radio show done by Steve Quayle. Um, this, this month, I think it was around the 12th, possibly. And um, I don't agree with everything Steve believes in theologically. But there's a lot I do agree, and I think there's a lot you can glean off his site. He has a very, very kind of a Pentecostal um, theology, and, and I don't necessarily agree, but none of us are going to all agree on every point or aspect of things. Um, no ministry is going to see eye to eye on every single point. But I thought he brought up some good points here that are, wor are noteworthy. He says... Uh, now, this is a transcript of this radio broadcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are at a very pivotal point in history right now. This is a live broadcast. It is the 8th of December. Okay, so you know, time frame. 2008. Today we're going to be talking about the ML letters. I'm not 100% sure what he's in reference to there. First, I want to put this in historic context. Those of you who are students of history, ask this question of yourselves. Can you name any place in the Old Testament or anywhere in history where the warnings of impending judgment, destruction, and retribution from heaven has ever been heeded by the people that it was given to? The only exception I know of is Nineveh, only to be repulsed a hundred years later. Okay, so Nineveh, Jonah... You know that story. So let's start tonight. When I bring the different info that I try and bring across this radio program, it's for it's not only for your knowledge and for your responsibility to pray and to take part and act in an active part in finding out and searching scriptures to see if this is true. We are being we are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. The thing is so discouraging to me is that I see the anguish coming. I see people with no hope already. Already with no hope, no food, no money, bills and debt up to their eyeballs. It crushes me. But for the most part, I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, so much of the time, we've done it to ourselves, particularly in America. The Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. We should have never put ourselves in debt. There's no biblical warrant for, well, how could I have got my house? You shouldn't have got a house until you had enough money to either pay for it outright or you should have had some other living arrangement. I'm sorry, but there's no biblical precedent for putting yourself in debt. Does that mean I've... I've granted, right now, I've got debt. So I'm not judging 
anyone else. If I could have done things over, I would have done things a whole lot different. I made some really stupid decisions in the past, okay? And I'm having to reap what I sow. So I'm not saying, I'm not making this blanket condemnation upon anyone. I'm just saying, biblically speaking, the borrower is slave to the lender. Okay, so there's just, the Bible says, you know, the borrower is slave to the lender, to owe no man anything, these types of, of things. So again, uh, particularly with Americans, I've seen that, you know, yeah, I understand, no food, no money, but they've done, so many people have done nothing to prepare for what's coming whatsoever. Well, bless God, God's going to take care of me and I can just live whatever way I want to live and I have to do nothing. The Bible says the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The Bible also says in Proverbs to consider the ant that he harvests in summer so that he has food in winter. Okay? We've had years to prepare for stuff. Okay? We've all had years to prepare for what's coming. Now understand there's extenuating circumstances. So don't be emailing me. So well, you don't understand. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's not extenuating circumstances. I understand there are serious, genuine stories out there. And I understand, yes, God can preserve us through any situation. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. I'm talking about for the average American. Okay. In particular, we've only got ourselves to blame for a lot of different things, including myself. I start with me, Scott Johnson. Okay, so please let me make that clear right off the bat. I'm not trying to act holier than thou over here. So, then he goes on to say, My wife has learned to quit asking me what's wrong. I've been forwarding my wife the emails that I get. I've tried to lighten the load of some of these people. Thank you for all who have sent money and stood with me. We've made a difference. Okay, now that's very biblical. What he's talking about there. I think it's great. Then he says, Tonight I want to give you three different sources. Actually a four source. Now, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. From different parts of the country, unknown to each other, they do not listen to this radio program. They are bearing witness to the fact of martial law. They're, the time they are being told is April. Now, again, I'm not a date setter. Okay, I'm telling you, this is what Steve Quayle's take. We've looked at all what the media is saying. What the Illuminati's telegraphing. We've looked at what Cutting Edge is saying. We've looked at what Devil Betrayer is saying through his mouthpiece, Benjamin Krem and Sharon International. Now we're going to look at what Steve Quayle's saying and what he's being told. He's being told it's April. Then he says, I don't believe it's going to be held together until April, meaning this global economic meltdown. It can only hold it together so long. And I know things are really bad right now, but we I'm telling you, we haven't seen anything yet. Then it says they've also been hearing it's going to come from the Department of Homeland Security and local law enforcement. This is validation and verification of what I'm going to be telling you. They are being told all the different rules and ops and procedures and the legal rules for engagement. Let me tell you what engagement means. I used to tell people that it's not a question of them coming to take your gold away. They're coming to blow you away. Now remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Okay, remember, put on the full armor of God that you be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Remember those verses. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my God, my fortress, my refuge, and Him will I trust. 
thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. But you got to have the faith to believe that. So please have biblical balance in regard to this information I'm setting forth. He says, um, they're not coming to take your gold away, they're coming to blow you away. A former assassin told me, he said, boy, Steve, I'm sure glad I found Jesus. I wish the people would understand this. Take the guns away from the people, but the gun owners will find other guns or just dig up the guns they've hidden. But, if you blow the gun owner away, then you don't have to worry about any of that. It's true. Also confirmed, there is a 24 to 36 hour window in which all will be squeezed in, turned back, and shut down. All major highways and byways. Also, there is talk of sheltering families of law enforcement officers while they are on duty, doing these tasks. Let me tell you what that basically means. The families of the law enforcement will be held hostage. When I first, in other words, you're going to do what we're going to say you're going to do, Mr. Policeman or Mr. National Guard or Mr. Whoever, because we've got your family. I hadn't even thought about that angle. Okay, now remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is bigger than all this. Okay? Then he says, when I first brought this up a decade ago, the man who told me this paid with his life. Something you have to understand, if this is something you're just finding out, I couldn't probably say the stuff I'm saying right now, ten years ago. Or earlier. I probably would have been toast. I would have probably been assassinated or something of that. I mean, if the Lord permitted it, God's in control. He can always protect you. But you couldn't tell, you couldn't get away with telling this information even pretty much 10 years ago without fear of losing your life. Okay? Why, why is it different now? You know why? Because the Illuminati is so far with their plans anymore, they almost don't even care. And it also, also has a, think something to do with the Kabbalah. Providing fair warning of what's coming. So then you're at without excuse. And they feel empowered when they see their enemies, which primarily would be born-again Christians, powerless against what's coming. That's how a Kabbalist or a high-level Luciferian feels empowered. I know it's sick, but that's their, that's their trip they like. Power trip. So... Those of you who post on boards, why doesn't he name names? He says, until you're ready to take over his widow and his kids, do not even dare ask me that. In other words, this man who first brought this up a decade ago, who was assassinated for it, Steve says, until you're ready to take over his widow and his kids, don't even dare ask me that. Steve and Hawk will not name names. I will pull no punches tonight. I understand some people just can't handle this. This is not for those people. For all of those who've tried to warn you, the web bots and others who talked about the big earthquakes that are coming, don't you think it's interesting they have been held off until the final insult to the Lord God of Heaven? Now he's saying the final insult is now that the gays have their own Bible. The Bible that it produces says, the Bible producers say of the gay Bible says that, well, everyone has to have their own Bible. Everyone else has their own Bible. The deal is that there's a certain problem in all this, a certain problem where the Bible says where God has joined together, what God has joined together, let not man put asunder. The idea of marriage and family, the idea of the body of Christ, the idea of the bride of Christ is always placed in a lovely 
loving family setting. I find it interesting that the great earthquakes that are coming to the West Coast, don't you find it interesting that California is broke and has to give out vouchers and IOUs? He's saying that this gay Bible, I think it's a combination of all of these things. Yes, the gay Bible is an affront to God, but you, I think you have to look at the big picture here in regard to this. And they're saying evidently there's there's some gigantic earthquakes predicted for the West Coast. I talked about this on my avian flu presentation. The, the, the chief seismologists out there have said for years that it is absolutely locked and loaded. Not only the San Andreas Fault, but that there's another fault out there that I talk about specifically. And this is going to most likely, a lot of stuff we're talking about, global, global economic meltdown, biological release of probably avian flu, terrorist nuke on our soil, martial law. Now, let's combine some natural disasters, a natural disasters with that scenario. You talk about maximum fear and chaos. Lord's going to test us. We're going to be tested. If we're around, we're going to be tested. This is not, you know, <laughs> this isn't fun stuff to talk about. But I believe it's absolutely coming. It's the truth. It's total confirmation to everything that's been building for so many years that we've documented. So, let's go further. He says, um, you have been warned. Look at Ezekiel 33 passage of what a watchman is to do. The watchman is simply to warn. The whole world is coming to a halt. I gave a prediction a number of years ago. Basically, he says, the Lord said to him, you're too busy for me. Uh, in other words, the Lord said to the Christians in America, you're too busy for me. I am going to bring this country to a standstill. No trains will run, no planes will fly, no trucks will be on the road, no cars on the road. You will have a period to contemplate your place in eternity. How could I blame, if, if, that, if that really did come from God, how could I blame him for saying that? How could I blame him for saying that? Then he goes on to say, I want to share with you in another western state, a dear friend of mine called who is incredibly connected. We both check our sources and stories. He said... Two sheriffs stopped by his shop. They have been briefed on the biological warfare by the Department of Homeland Security. Biological warfare. Most likely avian flu. That's what they've devoted all their attention to. Access my, my teaching on avian flu. Get some mild silver protein put back. I'm not saying God can't protect you. But if he leads you, there's certain things that we should be doing. That's just one thing. Okay? goes on to say, we both check our stories and sources. Um, he said two sheriffs stopped by his shop. They had been briefed on the biological warfare by the Department of Homeland Security in this specific western town. They had already bought 2,100 body bags. They were given flow charts to show who has the authority to do what in the time of the declaration of martial law. This is what the sheriff told him. Under the first six weeks of the Obama administration, the BATF has been ordered to account for all pistols in possessions of all citizens. Now that doesn't mean they have to confiscate them. But they can, but they can go and they can try to account for all the pistols in the possession of all citizens. The BATF. So they know who has the guns. The sheriff told my friends to keep his head down. Immediately afterward, my friend got a call from overseas. It was a multi-star individual who said you better be prepared that four weeks, once this thing kicks in, it will be very bad. Really bad. He told my friend to keep his head down, to stay out of it, to stay away from it. He also said that, the, and that means staying out of the cities. I'm just going to tell you that right up front. It means staying out of the cities. 
Because that's where they're going to try to be hurting everybody. He told my friend to keep his head down, stay out of it. He said there are people in the military who take their oath of the Constitution seriously. In this western town, they have brought in 400 concrete roadblocks. Remember I said about herding people in and keeping them in? That's how they're going to do it. Have you noticed how the road system, I don't know if you've noticed this in your part of the country, but in mine I have, how the road system has become so restrictive. they got median strips up everywhere now, places only designated where you can turn around. On the highways, they've got, they've got um, uh, fences so that you can't turn around on a major highway anymore. Talking millions and millions of dollars they've spent on this. Economy's falling apart, yet the road system seems to be so important. Kind of funny. This goes on to say, the entire sheriff's department was told civil unrest could start as soon as the next two weeks. They also stated federal and official, uh, federal officials that there have been more attempts and threats on the President Obama than all the last 50 years of presidents combined. There's a lot of people that want him dead. I'm not saying go on killing. I'm saying there's a lot of people particularly of the guys like the KKK and these types of people that want him dead bad. A friend of the ATF was asked, how bad is it going to be? He replied, you ain't seen you know what yet. I'm not going to say the word. The point is, when you're using that word, it means that it's going to get bad beyond description. There are so many different events taking place right now that most people can't even relate to, particularly the lukewarm church in America. This week, I will be instructing Holly to put together the final warning page for my website. Now, this is Steve talking. I'm not kidding. I'm not grandstanding. He says, going back to Holly Deo, who is Stan Deo's wife, who's one of the ministries he works with. She actually evidently uh, um, has a lot to do with his website. He says, I will be instructing her to put up my red page. Now, if you want to go... Steve, it's like Steve Quayle, I don't know, dot com or something. You can find it. Just put in Steve Quayle on the internet. He says, I've been instructed to put my red page. When you see the red page, you know that it's your time to head to the hills. 24 to 36 hours is not a lot of time. I still believe that by the mercy of God, you will have two weeks. I have never asked Holly to prepare this page before. And this guy's been in ministry for like 20 plus years. Just like I believe 2009 is the year, for all the reasons that we're talking about today and all the stuff we've talked about in the past, I really believe 2009 is the year. He's saying the same thing. But he's giving you a very narrow window of opportunity. 24 to 36 hours, he's believing though that we'll have two weeks. But don't, don't count on it. If, I mean, if you have a place you're gonna go, that's when you wanna pack up like lightning and get out of there. Now granted, you do as the Lord's told you to do, primarily. Don't, you know, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But, you know, there's also times in the Bible where, even even in the New Testament, where, you know, people were fleeing to certain things in order to, to get out of harm's way. So, you do as the Lord's told you to do. I'm telling you what Steve Quayle's telling you at this point. And if anybody, if any of my listeners out there, you know, if they've got good ideas particularly in America, on what, you know, what to do. I'm not saying I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I don't. I mean, I have I have an idea as far as, um, you know, preparations I've made. But as far as where to go, 
I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. Maybe the Lord's not going to reveal that to us until the very end. I don't know. If you've got if you've got suggestions, let me know. And um, you know, because we're we're all in this together, particularly if you're a born again Christian. And I know, understand. I'm speaking a lot to people in America. If you know other people in your respective parts of the world, you can do the same thing. But there's not a whole lot I can do to mobilize things in a, in, a, in a country other than the one that I am in. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of mention that. So he says that. Um, I, he says, in the next day or so, he says, I am working on the wording, but when you see the red screen on Steve Quayle's website with white and bl- or black letters, and it says, this is your two-week warning for those of you that believe that God is going to give us that warning, you might want to take all your defensive maneuvers at that time, leave, now this is what a watchman does, okay, leave, drop out of sight, change your appearance, or do whatever you need to do whatever the Lord's leading you to do. It is imperative that you understand this stuff does not go away by itself. The other instance was, uh, this is going back to the article, the other instance was a detective in the Midwest who deals with murders. He was at a National Guard meeting. The active general order over the whole area said, you guys won't believe what they've got planned for martial law. This was at a uh, National Guard meeting. Okay? Now, he's got way more connections than I'll ever have. He's been in ministry a lot longer. He's got, an, he's got a uh, nightly radio show. The guy gets over millions and millions of hits every single year. I am absolutely, totally small potatoes in regard to the amount of people that I reach compared to Steve Quayle. Not to say there's any big shots in heaven. I'm just saying this guy's got a lot bigger ministry for a lot longer, way more connected than me. So I do respect, you know... What the information he's bringing to the table, and that's why I wanted to put it in here. He goes on to say, "The thing is, when it is out of the mouth, of, when is out of the mouth of three witnesses enough? Again, you must count on twenty-four hour max on the road. Understand this: the town I'm talking about, that where they had the all the body bags and the roadblocks, is under hundred thousand, and it's in the west. I can't even imagine what they could use four hundred barricades for. It's interesting. The sheriff told my friend." That it's not just the highways, but also the byways. So, for what it's worth, that's what I know, and that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm being told. When you see red on my website, that means my website will be no more. I can't say that I'm thrilled with this, even dreaming some strange dreams last night. But when I woke up, that's usually the time I pray. There comes a time when the judge of the the whole earth, the Lord Jesus Christ, says, enough is enough. Our sins have reached unto heaven, in other words. I believe that time is here. I keep constant contact with the people in sporting goods, ammo, firearm manufacturers. I have received tonight an interesting thing from CheaperThanDirt.com. Now, that's a that's a website where you can go buy a lot of different ammunition stuff, survival gear. Uh, he says, go to GunBroker.com website and others who are putting up notices. While... While you can still get these notices. Whenever you're gonna buy, whatever you're gonna buy, you better buy it now. Remember, George Yuri and I talked about ammo shortages. I was told in a town south of me, $300,000 of ammo went out in the first couple of hours at a gun show. I'm telling you, people know something's happening and coming. Semi-automatics are sold out. You name it, it's sold out. It's not 
only that they're coming to get your guns, they're coming for you. Semi-automatics, uh, no, people know that things are not right. The big picture in America is going to be destroyed. The big picture is that America is going to be destroyed. Again, that's part of the script. There's an article sent to me that says the British press is reporting that the Americans will increase unemployment rates to 1 million per month over the next year. I maintain there will be an event where 1 million people will lose their jobs in one day. I was talking to a plumber as he did some repairs on my circulating hot water pipes. I had to call him at 10 o'clock at night. No, no hot water. I asked if he was getting a lot of calls. By the way, their fee is $125 an hour. He said, we get calls from some of the most expensive homes in where he lives as Bozeman. When you give the people a price, they can't afford it. Now, these are some of the most expensive homes. Why? Reminds me of my parents. Mortgaged, you know, everything is mortgaged to the absolute hilt. Refinanced, refinanced. Have to have the nicest things they can have, possibly have in their house. Totally in debt and still hardly doing anything to prepare for what's coming. It's typical. It's the American mindset. It's the brainwashing that, that we have succumbed to through years of mass media, through years of getting away from God and not obeying the word of God. So you got people that could have been in such a different position if they would have started preparing even 10 years ago. But they're not, and they're not going to change. And they're ripe for, for you know deception, and they're ripe, ripe to be plucked up, essentially. Then he goes on to say, You have heard me and others say, No one will be exempt from this. When judgment is poured out on the land, the righteous will suffer along with the wicked. Not to say, the Lord Jesus Christ can't protect the righteous, okay? So I want to I want to always preface that as well. Because if you have taken the proper measures, if you had shown, you know what I mean? There's certain people that I don't believe are going to be punished. Potentially. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, and I don't mean to say that I think I'm not going to be, I'm just saying there's certain people that have been faithful with little. And God at this point is going to actually use those very same people in the times to come. And the people that have been given much and just squandered it, they're not going to be used. Steve has taken a lot of harsh criticism. Steve and Alex both take chances every day, even getting into their cars, as it could be their last. I'd say I kind of fall into that category myself in that standpoint. And then it says, we love our families. You have to admire him, someone who sticks his neck out on the line. I mean, this is, this is, this is information I'm going over today. It could get me a bullet in my head. I've been doing this for a long time now. I had people when I was on that Avion flu tour coming up to me in all these 14 cities, shaking my hand, shaking their head, saying, I don't know how, uh, I, I'm going to pray for you. I, 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 I can't believe, you know, they, people can't believe that I haven't been taken out yet. They don't understand how, listen, the Lord is sovereign. He can protect anybody he wants to protect. I pray for his protection. I pray for him to hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked from the insurrection of the workers. I totally give him the credit and the glory for protecting me and hiding me up until this, you know, to this point and hopefully into the future. And my, you know, I, and my family as well. I, I, I give him all the credit and the glory. It's not about me. Um, but he can do the same for, for any of us. 
But I think it's important we always give him, you know, the glory. You know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So we need to acknowledge him in all our ways and then he will direct our path. We need his direction desperately in the days and times coming. So let's go further. He says, I'm reading an open letter to the officers of the U.S. military. I can guarantee that at least 35,000 are listening right now. This is the kind of numbers this guy's got listening to his show. In the, in the course of the recent history, there have been, there have occurred numerous events which give rise to, as to our urgent concern as to where your immediate loyalty lies. Okay, now remember, this is an open letter to the U.S. military by a guy named Bob Warren, major, retired, uh, he was a major, retired U.S. Air Force. He, Steve lists him as a man with moral fortitude and as a Christian. This is his letter to the, to the U.S. military right now, this retired major. Uh, in the course of the recent history, there have occurred numerous events which give rise as to our urgent concern as to where your immediate loyalty lies. And this is what he's questioning the military. Is it with the people of the United States of America, or is it with the would-be commander-in-chief, the president-elect, obviously Obama, or the Supreme Court of the U.S.? Because of apparent erroneous decisions made by the Supreme Court in near-past decisions that were more political than constitutional, there is a well-seated concern regarding their decision on the allegation before them today. The concern is the president-elect Barack Obama is not qualified to fill the office of president because of constitutional restrictions. The question is is of his natural-born citizen status. It is a question of his status as natural-born citizen, if the Supreme Court makes the right decision according to the Constitution of the U.S., they will find Mr. Obama not to be qualified for that office, and we know he's not. But all that's being swept under the rug. There will have to be another selection to fill the office to give you and your fellow officers a proper constitutional commander-in-chief. If, as anticipated, the Supreme Court errors to political pressure and allows the faulted election of the president-elect to stand, then you will have no you will have to make the serious personal decision to act under your oath of office as a commissioned officer of the United States. You cannot lawfully serve under an unconstitutional president. Now, I've done a whole series on Barack Obama and his status as a legal citizen. And we totally proved that that's not the case. He has no right. He should be deported as an illegal alien. It's that bad. Any, and then he goes on to say, any other orders... Any orders issued will be unlawful orders by him because he's not a lawful president. He's not even a legal citizen. History is replete with examples of people's worst enemy being their government, being their government, being taken over by the power-hungry death squads. I have no reason to believe that human nature has changed. Given the opportunity, evil men will impose their will on the populace. The form of government established by this nation founders is one based on absolute principle not on the whims of an individual or the majority of the people. They wrote a constitution expressly limiting the authority of federal government and denying elected leadership unilaterally and unquestioned authority. You are reminded, gentlemen, that your oath upon commission as officers of this nation is to support and defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. These are domestic enemies, in other words. And to the people of these states... You were further reminded that it is well established in international court that the following the orders of a superior authority is no defense in your personal responsibility for unlawful acts 
by you as commissioned military leaders. It is with these points in mind that I demand that you make a personal decision in, co- in public comment that if if and when you are ordered to accept a blatantly unconstitutional decision that grossly damages our constitutional underpinnings, actions against the people of these several states, and the Constitution established by them, you will stand with the people and the Constitution to protect them from intrusion upon the right, their persons, their property, and to defend them against all actions, either violent or nonviolent, perpetuated by those enemies, domestic or foreign, whose object is the destruction of your Constitution. I call upon you to renounce any action in violation of the people or their Constitution and to bring to bear the forces at your command to protect and defend these five purposes. In the name of Almighty God, I fully expect you to fulfill to the max your obligations set forth in your oath of office, and I will accept nothing less. Bob Warren, Major, retired U.S. Air Force. God bless him. This this ends by saying, I also got an email from a man befriended by an occultist. He was told about a sacrifice in the New York underground. You had better recognize there is something bigger and deadlier out there. The central theme for martial law seems to be, in other words, Satanists sacrificing humans. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. All the, the only thing that was in Noah's day grieved that God he even made mankind. That man's thoughts were only wicked continually. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that. And again, I've done all kinds of studies on that. So, then he goes on to say the central theme for martial law seems to be that they are going to have a bio event. What does that mean? Bio. Like avian flu. I think that's the most probable thing that's going to happen. Or anthrax or bubonic plague or something like that. All of which, the mild silver protein is the only thing that I know of that has been proven to eradicate it. And the strong stuff, not the weak stuff, not the 20 part per million. You might as well drink dishwater. I, I hadn't said anything about that before, but you know what? People are going to die drinking that generator silver or that ionic silver that's not even true colloidal silver. Please reference my colloidal silver teachings on the internet, on Google or YouTube. Just key in Dr. Scott Johnson and silver, you'll find them. I mean, this stuff, it could save your life. It literally could. I'm not going to make any more apologies for it. Because it, it literally could save your life. Okay, I understand the Lord Jesus Christ is in control of things. But he gave us the substance. And I believe God led me to it. So, they're saying it's some type of bio event. Not to say, colloidal silver is not the only thing that can help. North American urban spice, oregano... Their, their oregano extract, the P1, that one's very good as well. There's a lot of things you can do to boost your immune system that you should be doing as well, okay? But I'm just saying, life and death stuff here. If you only had one thing to fall back on, it's the mild silver protein. Uh, going further, martial law will come after the bio event, and that's when people will disappear. Martial law, when they impose it, that's when they come to get you. Or they come to, as he said, blow you away. Absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. In the last few minutes, then Steve encourages everyone to get right with God. Everyone needs to discern for themselves the information. Now, to end that, I'm going to quote from you a quote from General Stonewall Jackson. 
the Civil War. This was after one of the first battles in the Civil War. An officer questioned him, General Jackson, who's a Christian, and I truly believe he was a born-again Christian from everything I've ever read about the guy. This, this captain questioned him about his unflinching bravery. This, I believe, was like one of the first battles of, of, the, uh, of the Civil War. That Stonewall Jackson had no fear in battle. No fear. That's why they called him Stonewall Jackson. Because the other enemies looked at him and they said, look at General Jackson like a stone wall. There. He would not flinch in battle. He was not afraid. How could you be that way? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, you know. How, how could this be done? This was General Jackson's reply. He said, Captain, my religious belief teaches me to feel as safe in battle as in bed. My religious belief. He was a born-again Christian. He says, God has fixed the time for my death. God has fixed the time for my death. It is appointed for man once to die, and after this the judgment. It's appointed. Your death is appointed. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, yeah, you don't want to go out and be an idiot and just tempt God, throw yourself off a building and say, well, bless God, maybe this is my appointed time, maybe it's not. That's stupid. But I'm talking about this is this is um, this is the, the source of his unflinching bravery. He says, "My religious beliefs teach me to feel in safe in battle as in bed." God has fixed the time of my death. I do not concern myself about it. That, but to always be ready, no matter when it may overtake me. He was ready. But he wasn't concerned. He added, after a pause, looking me full, looking me full in the face. This is the captain saying this. He says, that is the way all men should live. And then all would be equally as brave. Think about that. If all men lived that way, we'd all be equally as brave as Stonewall Jackson. But to feel safe is in battle is in bed. If God put you there and he called you to it, and you're in the center of God's will, so the safest place you can be is the point here. Okay? But when you run, you try to run out of God's will. Now, I'm not saying this has nothing to do. If God's telling you to get out of town and to go protect your family, we have to have a balance here. Okay? But remember, the fear of man bringeth a snare. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear God. That's what you want. You want the angel of the Lord to be encamping around. I mean, it reminds me of the story of Stephen in the Bible in Acts. After he said all those things to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they ended up taking him out and stoning him. But that's the way he lived his life. Now, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Whatever. You know, I've, I've, I, I own that, what I just read. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying it's just something to think about, and I believe it is biblical, living that way. Uh, obviously it's easier said than done. But it's something you can pray about. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to close this out for today. And we'll continue the study next week and probably finish it out. Probably going to be at least another couple parts. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. All your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Pray, God, that we would take your truth to heart. Lord God, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Pray, God, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. Forgive us 
from all sins, Lord God. The blood of Jesus Christ will cancel our sin debt. We thank you, Lord God, for your warnings, for your truth. I pray, Lord God, we would be obedient to you, for obedience is better than sacrifice. No matter what you're telling us or convicting us to do, that we would be obedient. I pray, God, that you tell and show all my listeners and all the body of Christ around the world exactly what you would have us do, that you would give us the provision, the resources, the time, the fortitude, the courage, the bravery to do whatever you've called us to do. I pray you bless the body of Christ, Lord, the widows, the orphans, the meek. I just pray, God, you bless them and strengthen them for the days and the battles to come that your name would be glorified through us, and that through us, many people would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for all these things. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.